Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast? Folks, uh, here's something for you that I thought about, and I was like, what the fuck? And this is a real thing. This is a totally true fact, uh, as opposed to a totally fake fact. Nobody wants an untrue fact. What if I give you untrue facts? What if I just spilled out a whole goddamn barrel full of untrue facts amidst a barrel of monkeys? I gotta be honest, I gotta get these barrels out of my house. Jesus fuck. You know what? When you live in a one-bedroom apartment, do not stockpile barrels, and then definitely do not fill those barrels with monkeys and untrue facts. Oh, my Christ. Uh, this is, so here you go. Brace yourself for this. Cause I thought about it and it, it gripped me in terror. That seems like an exaggeration. Quite frankly, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I was gripped in terror. I've never been gripped in anything. I've been, I've been gripped. Uh, well, I've, I've had certain things. Parts of me have been gripped. Uh, don't, I love getting my cock gripped. That's fun. I've had my throat gripped. That's not fun. I've had my hair gripped. That's totally fun. Uh, I've had my wrist gripped. That's also not fun. Well, I know that can be fun. Uh, when, when, when someone's holding both your wrists while you're fucking face deep in them. All right. Hi. Uh, I don't know why I even talk like that anymore. Quarantine has ruined everything. There's no more sex, <clears throat> at least not here. Uh, unless you're counting how lefty, how you doing lefty? Uh, <laughs> you want to, want to say something to the folks you don't, Oh, you're bashful. Certainly. Well, don't worry. Your mouth will be full later. Uh, as soon as you're done with the show, that's my reward folks. That's what I do. I do a show and then I go, let's go fucking stroke it. Let's do that. Let's go run off a goddamn batch and throw some fucking ropes all over my goddamn desk. Not this desk. This is the this is the speaking desk. There's the speaking desk and the jerking desk. That's it. There's a speaking desk and a stroking desk. That's how it works. You ever see Eliza Skinner's bid? There's an eating bed and a sleeping bed. There's an eating bed and a sleeping bed. That's her bit, not her bid, uh, which is a great bit. She'd go to a hotel and she'd film herself and there's two beds in your hotel room. She's like, I got an eating bed and a sleeping bed and an eating bed and a sleeping bed. And uh, it's even better because Eliza Skinner is uh, a terrific singer. Do you know how talented Eliza Skinner is? Holy goddamn, is she amazing. This is a woman I've never met. And yet I, I've, I, the first time I ever saw her, she was doing, uh, there's a show in Los Angeles called Set List, which uh, my friend Jimmy has done. And I actually, uh, I was terrified by it. I think I talked about this on the show before. I was terrified by the idea. You just go up on stage. And again, brace yourselves for how stupid I am to be terrified. You go up on stage and a, a, a topic comes up uh, on a, uh, like a teleprompter. And you basically have to make it funny. You have to do what you can to make it funny. And, uh, 
And I was like, well, I'm curious about that. I think I could do that. But also, I there's no way I could fucking do that. And then I went to see the show because Jimmy was doing it one time. His God is four years ago now, probably. And uh, and then I was like, hey, I could fucking do this, you know, <laughs> which is which is generally the way I lead my life. I'm like, man, I couldn't make an omelet. And then I make an omelet. And I'm like, holy fuck, I can make an omelet. Um, I'm just perpetually doubting my my skill or ability to handle or do anything. And then you give it a go. You give it a you know, I couldn't make a turkey. Holy fuck. I made a turkey. Somebody call the goddamn newspaper, which is uh, seems an exo- a bit of an exaggeration, a bit of an overreaction that I made a turkey. And yeah, I called the newspaper. But I did. I, you know, I did make a turkey once once. No, I made a couple of turkeys uh, when I was at my ex's house for Thanksgiving. I talked about this when I fucking I, I did. A, we did a whole Thanksgiving meal. She made bacon wrapped uh, water chestnuts. Holy fuck. That's amazing. I made meatballs. I made a turkey. It was so great. Uh, and now maybe I'll do that this year. Maybe I go ahead for Thanksgiving since I'll be fucking trapped in my apartment. Although I have been invited out, but who knows if that's going to happen? Cause who knows, who knows what the fuck is going on in this world? I don't know what the fuck is happening. I'll talk about that in a minute. I don't want to get too much into it, but, uh, as I mentioned, first of all, do not fill your home with barrels. That's true. Oh, and Eliza Skinner, she does the eat in bed and sleep in bed. Um, I had a bit, right? Didn't I? Was was it about barrels? Did I, did I have a, a living room barrel and another room barrel? No. Uh, uh, I have whatever. I had a fact to tell you too. An untrue. Well, no, a true fact. Jesus Christ. Look at this. We've already gone off the rails. How early in the show is it for me to go off the goddamn rails? Uh, I haven't driven a car in eight days. Is is that, uh, does that make any sense to anybody in the world? I mean, I mean, what, what, where do I live? Fucking Brazil. I mean, how the fuck am I not driving cars everywhere? Am I not driving anywhere? You know why? Cause there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. Everything's fucking shut the fuck down and not really shut down. Like, well, let's put it this way. The things I want to do are shut the fuck down. Like, uh, you know, I want, I'd love to go get a steak, uh, and I can, look, I can get a steak from a store and then cook a steak by myself, but there's no way I can make a steak, but I did it before. Remember I was like, Oh, I can't make steaks. And then I make a steak. I'm like, Holy fuck. I made a steak. Uh, and then I took a photo of it. I posted the steak and then Pat Francis made fun of me. And I'm like, why the fuck are you making fun of me making fucking steaks? I don't usually make steaks. So when I make a steak, it's a good thing to do. Uh, actually that's a lie. I never even told him about it. <laughs> when he, he posted on my page. He's like, Oh, you did something that I do every day of my life. Well, I guess we should all clap. It was like, um, fuck you, man. I don't make steaks. So I made a real, a couple of really good looking steaks and a, and a jalapeno slaw that looked like a delight. And, uh, and I made some scalloped potatoes. Ah, oh, see, that was one of them. That was, that was when I was good. That was when I was at my best. That was when I wasn't just powering down fucking diabetes into my throat so I could go ahead and die sooner than everybody else. That seems like a plan, right? You know, what's weird. I think I told you this many times before. I often thought when I was a kid, I often thought to myself that I was going to be dead by the time I was 54. That was my round number. I was like, you know what? Because it seems so far away. Uh, couldn't anybody stay in one place anymore? No, they couldn't, Carol King. Uh, but 54 seemed so far away when I was 11. So I was like, oh, man, I'm probably going to die when I'm 54. And I, I held on to that number uh, with, with both fucking hands. And I was like, this is the way it's going to be. And then as I got closer to 54 in my head, I was like, you know what? That probably wouldn't be ideal to die at 54. It's probably not going to happen, right? You can go ahead and save yourself. Maybe if you corrected your behaviors or whatever the fuck you've got going on, you can go ahead and make sure you don't die at 54, right? So then I spent the last, uh, what do you figure? Eh, I had surgery in 2005. So the last 15 years, I, I... I, I made a concerted effort to not really ruin myself in any particular sort of way. I'm like, let's get healthy. Eh, not really. But I mean, I, you know, but I, let's get healthy by having a guy carve into my stomach. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I've been thinking about that. You get the fat guy surgery, right? And they cut into your stomach and they're like, oh, it's totally small. But the thing is, you got to get your brain fucking straightened out or else this isn't going to work. And everybody's like, OK, no problem. What if they just did a brain surgery on you? Is there a way to transpose it? 
Could you get a, a a fucking sleeve put on your brain? You know, they do that thing where they put because the, that's the thing. Well, I, I didn't get the sleeve. I got the fucking mangala. I got the fucking shot glass in my stomach uh, or not in my stomach. They turned my stomach into a shot glass. But if they could turn that part of my brain, is there a fat part of your brain? What if they <laughs> what if there was how many times you've seen like a movie where there's somebody pulls out a brain? What if what if they pull out a brain and there was just a picture of like a pop tart? And everybody's like, oh, that's the part we got to suppress. Let's do us. Let's do ourselves a favor and put, fucking cut out the pop tart part. That'd be fine. I can, you know, that's the deal, man. I wouldn't mind just eating fucking sprouts or roots uh, or, or some other bullshit that ends in TS. I, I'll go. I'll happily eat that. Boots, uh, uh, grouts. What if I eat grout? Uh, nobody wants grout. Um, but you got to fix my brain. You got to get in there with a fucking scalpel and cut that part of my brain out. There's, I guarantee you, if you open up my brain, like as I mentioned before, like my heart, it has a my heart has a thin candy shell around it. There's no doubt about that. My heart has gone ahead and covered itself in chocolate. Clearly. Uh, but I don't think my brain has done that. But my brain might still, if you open it up, it's going to have photos like, uh, not like Operation. What game am I thinking of? Concentration. Yeah, when you'd flip it over, you'd be like, this is grapes. Where are the other grapes? Nah, fuck, that's an orange. You know, that sort of fucking thing. Well, now I think if you open up my brain, there'll be like a picture of a Pop-Tart or a chocolate bar in there. Just fucking slice that out. Just get one of those cheese slicers. You ever see those things that fucking cut Velveeta, that thing with a wire? It just, it just, uh... Honestly, whenever I would see that thing, it just looks like a, a medieval murder device, even though it's small and handheld. So you're cutting, you're chopping cheese up with it, right? You're slicing cheeses off. Uh, but it also looks like that. That's the kind of wire that you would uh, garret somebody with. Garot, garret, garot, cravat. You know what? Let's get a cravat. Let's get a cravat and choke somebody to fucking death with it. Uh, and then you'll gavat. You know, I will kill you with a cravat and then I will gavat. Uh, <laughs> and I, I will. And I guarantee this. I will watch myself gavat. Um... I haven't driven a car in eight fucking days. It's it's because there's nowhere to fucking go. There's nothing to do, man. Uh, all I do is I, I I try to find exotic things to eat now online. I just I, I find myself looking for things and going. And, and I should tell you this, too. I, I don't know what the show is going forward. Let's discuss this. This is episode 52 of year 12. And uh, and I guess we'll take a look back. We'll take a look back in anger at what the last 52 weeks brought us. And by 52 weeks, I probably mean like 56 because I think there were four bonus shows this year. I don't know. I don't look. I, I can't be held responsible for the things that I do and say. Uh, but can you know, consider yourself lucky? Con said yourself. So lucky. Con said yourself. Port of the family. Uh, because I did bonus episodes and you're like, yay, uh, don't bust my balls over it. I don't want to hear any bullshit where someone's like, oh, this is supposed to be episode 51. Uh, uh, vomit. Uh, how, how fortuitous I would say that. Um, but, but I think of this show going forward, you know what I mean? And I, cause I think of my life going forward, which just makes no real sense because have you, are any of you able to think positively, but not even positively, what's the word I'm thinking of? Can you forecast where you'll be in a year? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Cause I'll tell you this. I can't say baby where I'll be in a year. Um, if anybody knows that song, please feel free to write me an email, uh, or a note or, or something on Facebook. I don't care because I can't say baby where I'll be in a year. Um, you know what it is. Everybody hears that stuck in their head. There used to be this thing that went around. It was like 1980s lyrics and we, you know, everybody's like, cause if you don't hear them with music, sometimes they can fool you a little bit. You're like, I don't even know what the fuck that is, but I know it's, it's stuck in my fucking brain pan. And then you Google the phrase, then you're like, fuck, I knew that. I shouldn't have fucking Googled it. You're mad at yourself. Uh, oh, Jesus, did you hear that catch in my throat? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, 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 I guess we'll discuss it more as we go on here and figure out what the fuck is going on. Because here's the deal. Like, I don't want to talk. Well, you know me. I don't want to talk about the fucking world all the goddamn time. 
Uh, but with quarantine, it's kind of all that we have. You know, I'm stuck in. So there's what I'm going to tell you that I didn't drive for eight days. Yeah, there you go. There, and what, what's the story behind that? Hey, I didn't drive my car for eight days. You guys can get me at shut up. Nobody gives a fuck. Finish your fucking story. Because, I mean, I, 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 I can't forecast where I'll be in a year from now. You can't look forward. None of us can, I don't think. Because this, because everybody went fucking crazy. And even some of you might have gone crazy, and I'm not here to fucking fight, whatever the fuck. I mean, if you don't wear a mask at this point, I, I can't fucking help you. I don't know what the fuck you got going on. Open up a, uh, I was going to say a newspaper, open up a website or whatever the fuck, but even open a newspaper, but don't go out of your house to get it. Make sure some kid in a spacesuit delivers it, because that's what we're going for. We're all going to be wearing fucking spacesuits. Is that what you guys want? That's the thing. People are like, I don't want to wear a mask. It's uncomfortable. Really? How about a whole fucking spacesuit? Is that going to be comfortable? When you go wear a spacesuit to go get a can of fucking soup at the store? And you're and it's going that way, man. It's just going that fucking way. Here's, this is this is I had a look, I won't lie, all right? And I'm I know you go through this as well. I had I had a week this week where it was fine. You know, you're just living, you're doing what you gotta do. And I have I have a schedule usually. Well not a schedule, but I mean every Sunday night I play poker with my friends. I play poker with my friends on Zoom. Uh and it's fucking great because it's joking and fun. And I get to see my, my, my friends and have, have, and I've actually get this. I've won three out of the last four weeks. We usually play two games a night. Uh, so I've won th- and I, and the last few weeks I've only been playing, been playing one game and I've won, uh, which is great. I'm, I've learning. I'm getting better at Hold'em is what I found. Cause you can only play Hold'em when you're online. Cause when you're home, when we're playing home games, forget it. We're playing games like fucking King Little and three, five, seven and all that garbage, uh, which friends of mine hate because they're actually really good poker players. So then we started playing Hold'em and, uh, and then my buddy Pat won a couple times and I've won like three times. Uh, I, I found some of my friends are actually really good poker players, which is a little, I mean, my buddy chips played in the, in the world series, which is fine. Uh, that, that'll tell you how good he is for Christ's sake. And he did well, uh, he cashed out. Um, but I have other friends who are, who are just as good as him at poker. And, and I'm, you know, I'm there to hang out with my friends, but now I've actually kind of gotten better and I've learned how they bet a little bit and I'm able to look at trends and shit, which is crazy. Uh, but I've won three of the last four weeks. Like I've, I've turned it around a little bit, which makes me happy. And you know, you're not, we're not losing a ton of fucking money, but I, I do it to see my friends. I don't give a fuck about cards. And I don't give a fuck about winning money. I want to tell jokes with Pat and I want to make Mike Siegel laugh. And I want Bill Dwyer to make us laugh. And I mean, I, I, these are my friends that I play poker with and I want, they're all fucking standups. And it, it's a, it gives a modicum of sanity to, uh, to what is a, a, an increasingly insane situation. But I do that every Sunday. And then, you know, the rest of the week I, I stream, uh, on Twitch, which is which is giving me another bit of contact with the real world, and then I watch movies with with Bridget. You know, we'll watch one or two movies. Oh man, we watched a fucking movie, dude, dude. All right, we've watched a ton of movies, and she's keeping a list, which is pretty cool. But like, I'm I'm we're dropping back and watching older movies too. Like, I watched The French Connection, um, which is not the movie I thought it was going to be. I'm not gonna lie to you, folks. I watched The French Connection, and uh, I these because these are movies I saw when I was a kid. But I don't especially remember them. Like I saw bits and pieces of face in the crowd when I was a kid, but we watched the whole one the other day. Uh, we watched The Sting. I watched The Sting the other day. And again, it was a movie that I, when I saw it, it was on ABC7 on the Sunday night movie. So it was all cut up and all that bullshit. And uh, there's a lot of it I didn't remember. So I was very happy to watch the movie now. Um, and I, I find myself craving that sort of thing. Like I... I 
we've discussed this so many times. You know, the, the world is a fucking wood chipper right now. And none of us know what the fuck is going to happen. None of us know what's coming. Um, if anything, it's it's kind of getting worse out there. So there's there's part of me that just wants to fucking lock it down and not do anything but like but experience fucking classic movies and things I haven't seen and read books and and uh, and bury myself in great works of the past to make sense of the present. But then uh, you'll have weeks like this week where I, uh, I, I, I went, you know, I, I spun out into a funk because I started to, I started to read. Now, look, as we've talked about before, like I, I, you know, last week's show, we covered what happened in the world and I don't, I don't want to fucking harp on it. It's just, I'm trying to avoid talking about that stuff every single fucking week. But here's another thing too. I'll tell you this. You know, I always joke on the show that I can get mad at a sink. Well, the problem is now, like with so many people on social media and with fucking megaphones and yelling and shit, everybody gets mad about every dumb thing. And then I'm like, how the fuck can you get mad about that dumb thing? But in reality, I've built the base of this fucking podcasting pyramid on getting mad at dumb things uh, and, and, and you know, trying to be as honest as possible about how the fucking stupid I am half the goddamn time, which is fun. Um, but except when everybody else is walking out there going, look how stupid I am. But they don't even admit that they're stupid. They say stuff and I go, you're stupid. Like, people get crazy mad. Like, look, if you get mad at the world, whatever the fuck is going on now, you get mad at, uh, you know, whatever the fuck. The, today, there's a million man march of people who don't want Trump to leave office. There's also whatever the fuck, all that bullshit, whatever. You, you, you fill your time, I guess. And I'm always like, ah, who the fuck wants to worry about this shit? I don't. I don't, I don't want to spend all my, because I, I, I've talked about it before. Where I have comedian friends uh, or friends in general who I've lost to the world, to politics, to, to topical bullshit. They're just gone. They just, that's their deal now. That's what they... Every day, all fucking day, they they talk about it and they won't stop talking about it. And I, and it's just this thing where I'm like, I don't understand why you are diving into the deep end of this pool all the fucking time. Quite frankly, it's not even the deep end of the pool. It's the fucking shallow end of the pool. Um, and I mean, I'll do it occasionally for a joke like online and stuff. I went crazy last week on Twitter was fun. But even then I try to go, well, I should do this every day. But then it's like, well, I don't, well, I don't what the fuck am I going to do? Make the same jokes over and over like these other fucking idiots. But so then I'm like, all right, I, I, I got to pick a lane. That's the fucking deal. Because I'm like, man, why are people so mad about the Supreme Court? <laughs> Which is just, I understand why I'm, I'm mad too, but I just don't want to talk about it ever. I'm like, whatever the fuck happens, happens. I don't know. I mean, I, I. I don't like seeing babies in cages and I don't like to see people doing whatever the fuck. And, and I don't like to see milk toast Democrats already trying to tear apart progressives. I don't want to see any of this bullshit. Right. So then I try to want to focus on pop culture stuff. And then what happens this week out of the fucking blue? Look, man, I, I don't I don't watch. I, I don't mind Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't. It, I don't. As I've said before, I don't jerk off to it. I didn't mind it. You know, the the the, the three movies from when I was a kid. And then I, I, there was the pod races, which were stupid. Uh, I liked the movie that had the blind guy who wanted to fight. Um, is that Rogue One, Rogue Force One, whatever the fuck? That was a good one. Uh, I didn't mind the one where, where Han Solo showed back up and he's old. And then uh, we find out who his kid is and all that kind of stuff. I liked that one. I never saw the last one. Uh, the, la- the last Star Wars I saw had Luke Skywalker milking a walrus or some bullshit and then drinking it. it was fucking disgusting. Uh, and that's not why I swore off the series. What if it was? Oh, Christ, a fucking blue-titted walrus milk. No, thank you. 
Uh, no, there, there's no reason to drive me away. I've seen much worse things in movies and online, but it wasn't, it wasn't helpful. I wasn't, it wasn't like I also liked it either. Let's go that route. I mean, I don't want to pretend like I enjoyed it because it did make me flinch. There'll be stuff in movies where you just go, Duh. and that's one of them. It's like, what the fuck, man? I don't want to see fucking Luke Skywalker drinking blue fucking walrus tit milk. That's fucking nasty. Uh, but it was a thing, I guess. And that's what he lived on on that island for fuck's sake. Because again, you know what? Do me a favor. If you're fucking Luke Skywalker and you're by yourself on an island, it's just you. You're the only fucking guy. It's you and rocks. And like, I think, a, I think a, a poster of Yoda might, might have been a poster of Yoda. I don't fucking know. Dude, how hard is it to buy a hibachi? Just get a fucking hibachi. And as a matter of fact, you don't even need a fucking hibachi. You got the force. You're telling me the force can't like fucking make one of those walruses into walrus steak. Just slice off a fucking flipper and, and stare at it and heat it up and then chow it down. That's got to be better protein than drinking fucking blue-titted walrus milk. That's fucking disgusting. But that's how Luke stays alive now. And we're supposed to think that's a good thing, that he's banished himself to this island. I guess he was punishing himself for, uh, I don't know, his dad dying or two sons. I don't, again, this is not my thing. I don't keep track of Star Wars. All I know is somehow Chewbacca is 4,000 years old and he's in all of them. I don't, that makes no sense to me. Uh, but, and also he teams up and everybody all teams up with him. They should look around and be like, well, we've won some victories with Chewbacca, but you know, we've also lost some fucking big losses with Chewbacca. Chewbacca's betting 500 at this fucking point. We don't want to give him too much fucking credit. Uh, you know, just a giant bath mat who screams at everybody all the time. That's right. I broke out my Chewbacca. Hold on. Now there's blood in my throat. Are you happy? Are you fucking happy people? I did my Chewbacca. Now there's blood in my throat. Uh, so anyway, I don't give a fuck about Star Wars. It means nothing to me. I don't, I don't, if you like it, that's great. I like certain things. I like, you know what I liked? The Sting. I watched The Sting. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed The French Connection. Although I can be honest, I am now on a streak and this is not a joke. I'm, I'm watching older movies and, uh, probably six of the last eight movies I've watched have had the N word in them at some point and not, and <laughs> I was going to say not in a good way. Clearly, there's no good way to use that word. I mean, not among friends. All right, let's put it that way, where guys are just like, I can't believe that uh, person is here. You know, that sort of deal. And I'm like, my God, man, because I, I, it's jarring every fucking time you hear it. It also takes you back. You're like, Jesus, this was, you know, this was 50 years ago. And and, there, and there's white dudes saying it all over the place. Ha ha. Bing, bang, boom. Look at this. Uh, it's very jarring. And I would say, oh, I want to say this, too. I watched uh, I watched the girl with the dragon tattoo, and look, I don't want to give away too many things. It's ten years old, but if you haven't seen it, you gotta see it because it's really great. Uh, and I'm gonna say something here, and it's it, look, it's a spoiler, but it's not. It doesn't spoil the whole story, but it's a spoiler alert. At one point in the story, uh, there are two characters, and they sleep together. Okay, now I saw this movie in 2010 in the movies, or 2011, or whatever the fuck, and I loved it. And I, and I just loved the movie, period. Well, I watched it last night and I watched it through the prism of now, I suppose. And these characters sleep together. And in my head, I, I literally like flinched. Like I was like, huh? Like why? It kind of, it just, it's just a weird note that these characters would sleep together. I don't want to say who they are. Uh, but when you're watching the story, the way it develops you're in your brain, you're like, well, this wouldn't. And then I can speak it out, and I'm like, I, I actually tried to make sense of it because we were, we were Beej and I were talking about the movie afterwards, and we, and I mentioned that to her, and she goes, "Oh yeah, no, that didn't make any sense to me." And it's her first time seeing the movie, so I'm like, "All right, well, 
maybe it's because of this, or maybe it's because of this, or maybe it's because of this, which I enjoy. I like breaking down movies. You know, I'm Christian Slater and fucking true romance. I just, I, after, after I watch a movie, I want to go have a piece of pie and talk about it. Uh, so, so we just, we wind up talking about the plot or this, and this goes here and this, why this is this. And I like to analyze it on certain levels. And I was trying to figure out why. And I read the book. Look, I read Dragon Tattoo, the book. I even read it before I saw the goddamn movie and I loved it. Uh, and then the movie actually was really good. I thought even with the book, but there, it's just now 10 years on seeing this scene made me go, why is this happening? And then you realize eventually as you're watching the film, you understand kind of what the point of it was, but at the same time, it didn't make a lot of sense. Really? I don't know, but it does. I can explain. Let's put it this way. I can explain it to where it makes sense. Uh, but in the moment that it happens and then as you're sitting there pondering it, you're like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, but I guess it does. It's, it, the more you talk about it, like, ignore me. I see Look at this. How vague is this? I can't give you spoilers. And then I start talking about shit that makes sense. and doesn't make sense. And I can't even fucking tell you what it is. Forget me. Ignore me. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm so I'm in a streak where all these people are using the N word in these movies. I, and dude, I watched a movie last night. Uh, I had never seen before. And, uh, is it called a patch of blue? I think it was called a patch of blue and it's, it's Sidney Poitier and a girl named Elizabeth Hartman and Shelly winners and uh, a guy named uh, wall. Is it Wallace Sean? I don't know what the fuck his name is. It's not Wallace Sean, but it's some old man. And, and uh, it's set in, I think New York and Elizabeth Hartman is a blind girl who lives with her mother, Shelly winners. And then Sidney Poitier is a, is a guy who befriends her. I don't want to give it away, but dudes, I, I'm just, I, I gotta, it's one of Bridget's favorite movies. So she's like, can we watch this? I said, sure. You know, she picked it. Um, and it's, I'm like, all right, well, this is a 55 year old movie. It's in black and white, but I, that's the grump in me that happens. But then the movie starts and I let that go in the beginning though. I I'm, I'm a baby. There's no doubt about it where I'm like, oh man, 55 years old in a fucking black and white movie. But I recognize Sidney Poitier, uh, Poitier, whatever you want to say. And Shelley Winters are fantastic actors. Um, so I was willing to, of course. And also look, I'm willing to give it a chance because I've spent my entire life saying no. When, when people are like, you want to watch this? No. Um, it's good to be open to other things that other people love. And I want to be that I, I I've tried to change in that fashion, in that way. Uh, the things that are important to her should be important to me as well. So we watched the movie and uh, you know, we're on zoom. So we're watching the movie and uh, you know, we'll mute our zooms, but I mean, I can see her and I'll wave at her periodically during the movie and stuff because there's still has to be, the, I, I'm a, a, a sliver of a connection with a human being. I mean, I, I enjoy seeing her on the zoom, but it's, it's, if you can at least acknowledge people, even in the middle of the movie, because if you were, if you were watching the movie together, you could squeeze somebody's knee or you could, or, or rub their arm or, you know, just to let them know you're thinking about them and you're there and you're glad they're there. And, and at times like these and the way the fucking world is going now, you really need to do everything you possibly can to let people know that you're happy that they're there. So I like to wave at her in the middle of the movie. I'll just do a little, you know, and she'll wave back. And, um, but then, uh, last night I, uh, the movie starts and then something happens and I'm, I start, it starts to unfold for me and it, and it hits all of these really, uh, I, I don't want to say sensitive, I guess there, there are things that I care about and there are things that for some reason will bring me to my knees. 
things that are that are I I will beat myself up over or things that will just wreck me. And three of them were in this movie. Like and, and they just kept happening. I just I started sobbing. Like I'm talking like 20 minutes into the movie. I'm I'm I was crying. And and yeah, I'm a soft touch. Yes, I get it. I but I I I had to turn the zoom off. Like I had to turn my video off. I've been muted, but I had to turn the video off because I was wrecked. Like my face swelled up, dudes. I, it was it was relentless that I just could because there's uh there's a handicapped person in it. There's a person who's being abused. Uh, the person in the handicapped person is being abused and can't help herself. You know that those things are very they they kill me. I think I've said this to you before. The only thing I can do is talk. The only thing I have are my faculties. I have my brain. I have my mouth uh, and and eyes, ears, whatever the fuck. That shit all works. But this girl was uneducated and she was blind. And there were people who didn't care about her and they were mean to her. And just watching her be relentlessly treated poorly, I I I was sobbing for that. And then sobbing because she had one out that she wanted. She wanted to go to the park because she liked being outside. And even her her mom was like, no, you can't even do that. And then she finally kind of goes. And then she meets someone there who's kind to her. And and she, this girl, Elizabeth Hartman, this actress, I've never heard of her. I don't know anything about her. I've done all the research on her now. And it's a tragic story in her real life. But her performance in this movie is is astonishing because of the small reveals she gives to how important it is for this poor girl for anyone to even be kind to her to show her any sort of happiness or love or joy or or kindnesses and she completely changes who she is you know she's well actually you know what that's i wouldn't say completely changes she just blossoms she grows she She's been kept in this apartment by her mom and and terrible things. She's got to wait on her mom and make them dinner and cook their food and wash their clothes, even though she's blind. Uh, and and they're just she's a slave. She's a slave. She's never been to school or anything. And then Sidney Poitier meets her and he he's kind to her and she just opens up in this way. And then she can't wait to see him again. And she's just and but she's also you know she's eighteen going on fucking twelve because she hasn't been anywhere or done anything. Uh, and, and he's just endlessly kind to her. And I'm, I'm fucking every, every time she smiles or every time she calls him a friend or every time she says, uh, you know, that she, how happy she is. I, I just, I was dude, chest heaving, sobbing and, and that, th- you know how, uh, you know, <laughs> this will sound wild blubbering. Like when you're kind of like, like I'm trying not to. But it was that thing where it was like I just I just couldn't stop. I wanted to stop. I was trying to stop myself and control myself, but I couldn't. I just and finally I just steered into the skid. I'm like, you're, you know what, dude? You're just gonna fucking be wrecked. This movie's gonna wreck you. And the funny thing is, we watched Girl with the Dragon Tattoo before it, and uh, and then she, I, she said, "Can I pick the next movie?" I said, "Yeah." And she said, "Okay." She goes, "That was kind of an intense movie, so let's pick this movie." And I said, "Okay." And then I watched it, and I mean, I'm late. It's an hour and fucking. 45 minutes. I I mean, for an hour and 25 minutes of it, I can't, I'm fucking wiping. I, I mean, my, my fucking hoodie was soaked from me trying. I'm trying to wipe my hands and then I had to fucking get a towel. I mean, it was fucking crazy. Now, look, this says a lot about me because there were, they, it just hit all of the things that knocked me the fuck out. It hit all of the things. Oh, and also wanting to protect somebody. 
that thing where you want to protect somebody who has nobody else to protect them or you want to protect them from whatever evil forces are surrounding them. It's a, it's a thing I've, you know, unfortunately I've, I've, <laughs> I've had in my past in relationships before you want to protect people from bad things when you really can't protect them from bad things. The only thing you do is make an effort to, to help them when you see them. I don't know. Just fuck. Regardless, the movie laid me the fuck out. It laid me out, but I was happy to see it. And I was happy to spend time with beach and I'm happy to play zoom poker and I'm happy to, to do any of these things. You know what I mean? And, and, how did I get here from Star Wars, right? Wasn't I fucking talking about Star Wars? The point is Star Wars is not like, it's nothing that I care about. I don't give a fuck, right? But I always say this thing where I'm like, ah, I can't believe people are freaking out about the government. Why are people talking about this all goddamn day? So then this week, uh, I don't watch The Mandalorian. I don't know anything about him. I think Baby Yoda's cute as fuck. I think it's like it's like a weird puppet and whatever the fuck and everybody likes it and that's fine. And I thought that was the deal. I thought everybody liked it and people were buying Funko Pops and all this stuff. And then I'm not joking. I fucking this week, I saw a story like baby Yoda was, was trending or whatever the fuck. And it said, baby Yoda is canceled. And I was like, I don't, what the, the fuck just happened? So I click on this story and it turns out that like, I guess, and again, spoilers, whatever the fuck in the Mandalorian this week, baby Yoda, uh, uh, it's not even a spoiler, ate a bunch of stuff he wasn't supposed to eat. But I thought that was part of his charm. Like didn't he eat like a frog or something or he ate something else before. I mean, I thought that was the whole deal. It was like really cute that he was like eating stuff. Well, now apparently he ate, uh, he ate a fucking civilization. I didn't, don't ask me how I don't, I'm not, I don't watch these shows, but my favorite part of it is everybody's like furious, furious with the show, furious with the writers and the producers, furious at baby Yoda. He's a disgusting monster. And then I'm just like, what the fuck? And, and people were saying, oh, this is misogynist. This is, uh, how dare you do that? I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen to this country? What is happening to people that they're losing their fucking minds? And now look, I recognize this. You know, if you wind up on Twitter or you wind up on Facebook, then you, you fall into the trap of these stories. Okay. Where you see the outrage cycle start and you go, Jesus Christ. Cause that's what we are. We're, we're an outrage culture at this point where people lose their minds over things people say or do, and then they want to fucking get rid of them. And, and whether it's somebody from the fucking past or somebody from the present or whatever the fuck, everybody's looking for a reason to go get that guy fired. Fuck that guy. Get rid of him. Whatever the, all the, all the same horseshit. We've talked about this a million times. Comedians are talking about it all the fucking time. It's boring at this fucking point. Nobody wants to fucking delve into it. But when it's something as stupid as people going, Oh man, fuck that puppet. Boo show. When, when two months ago, they loved the puppet. He was cute as fuck. I saw him playing with the radio. It was totally fun. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But then everybody's like, this, this, this asshole is misogynistic. He's misogynistic. He's a fucking gremlin. He's, he's, he's half a fucking, uh, uh, he's stripe. He's fucking, a, he's a mogwai with a shaved mogwai. You're fucking mad at a shaved mogwai. What the fuck is your, your problem? Oh, I couldn't believe he ate the eggs. He did this thing. So what? So fucking what? So, so you know what? I, I got news for you. This whole fucking world could benefit from watching the Truman Show again. Watch the fucking Truman Show. Because at the end of the Truman Show, uh, a bunch of crazy shit happens in the Truman Show. And then it ends. And they show people watching in bars and around the country. And they're staring at their televisions. And there's a couple of security guards. And one of them goes, wow. Hey, what else is on? And they turn the fucking channel. Turn the fucking channel. Hey, man, if you're, t- if you're, if you're mad that fucking... Baby Mogwai ate a bunch of fucking civilizations, then then be pissed and don't watch the show anymore. 
But a problem, as we've talked about many, many times, many, many, many times, many, 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 many fucking times, everybody's got a voice. So they have to run to their keyboard and tap out the fact that they're angry at baby Yoda because he ate eggs and he's a misogynist and the show's canceled and they're canceled. And especially I saw some people saying stuff like, especially in these like these trying times for women, how could you do something like this? And I'm like, it was a frog lady. What is wrong with you? You are coming to the the defense of a frog lady. I got news for you. I'm going to put this in, in, in real terms. If somehow right now, wherever you live, whether you're in the Bay Area of San Francisco or you're in the fucking Key Biscayne, Florida, or you're way up in Vermont or you're in the down in the southwest corner of fucking Arizona, if you went outside right now and you saw a fucking frog lady carrying a jar full of her eggs, you would buy a flamethrower and exterminate her on the fucking spot. Do you think, let me ask you, do you think you would approach a frog lady and go up and go, hey, hi, frog lady. Uh, is this your civilization in a jar? Can I get you a taxi cab of some kind? No, you'd scream and panic and call the fucking army. If you saw a frog lady, there's the no doubt you would call the fucking army. And they would come and they would exterminate Frog Lady and her, and her whole fucking Boba Tea civilization. They'd blow the fuck out of it and they'd be all over the ground. And you know what you'd be doing? You'd be celebrating. You'd, you'd probably cut off Frog Lady's ears so you could keep it as a fucking trophy like you were in fucking Frog Vietnam. The fuck, man? But no, no, you're, you're the Frog Lady getting her eggs eaten by a fucking shaved mogwai and you're losing your fucking minds calling it misogynistic and cancel the show and how dare you in this time of women's troubles. And this is just more people extrapolating the shit that's going on in the real fucking world. Do you, do you think baby fucking shaved mogwai gives a flying fuck about misogyny? Do you think, do you think baby Yoda's like, he's not, first of all, he's got a hand in him. All right. He's, he's, he's fucking half the Kermit the fucking frog. And you're worried about him fucking going ahead and acting out against women? It's a fucking shaved mogwai. Jesus, fuck. But at the same time, you know me. I'm like, oh, man, let's not lose our minds and get all mad at the fucking government. Well, then that leaves Baby Yoda. That's what people can get mad at. And I've said I'm the kind of guy who can get mad at a fucking sink, which is great. I like getting mad at a sink. But it's not so fun to get mad at a sink when the whole fucking world gets mad at a fucking sink. God, Fuck. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I, I don't know. I and and this week nailed me to the fucking wall. It just did because because I, I looked around and I saw what was happening and you know, Thanksgiving is coming up. All right, as you all know. And they're putting out all these orders in certain cities saying that they're the gatherings for they're recommending gatherings for Thanksgiving should be below ten. Please don't have huge parties. Please do what you can, because literally, like, I think in North Dakota, they don't have an empty hospital bed. Other places, again, are, are converting parking lots into triage centers. It's happening again. The same shit that happened in March and April is happening again. And and people are losing their minds over uh, what? Thanksgiving. That's the thing that drives me crazy. People are being put into gurneys in fucking parking lots because they can't be seen by the doctors yet. And and triage centers are being made out of fucking lunchrooms and, and community centers. And people are angry that they can't have Thanksgiving. 
And the thing that's really fucking ridiculous is back in March and April when they were asking you to wear a mask, asking you to socially distance, asking you to lock down. And the people who didn't want to do that didn't. They didn't wear masks. They didn't do any of that shit. If you recall, they even said we need to do this because in the in the fall and winter, it's going to be worse. So we have to mitigate it as best as we can now. So there's still the possibility that we can go ahead and have holidays or Thanksgiving or we can get together and do stuff. And and people went, no, nah, no, not going to do it. Not happening. They, they, they refused to to participate. They refused to. And I hesitate to use this fucking phrase. So I won't. I'll just say this. They didn't think of others. They didn't do what they could to try to make sure that the world was going to be okay in seven months. I guess they just assumed it would go away like everybody thought, or they didn't give a fuck if it went away. They just fucking did what they fucking wanted. And now, eight months later, those same people are furious that they're not going to be able to go to Thanksgiving because things aren't back the way they were supposed to be. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Did you hear that? That was my neighbor's screen door. Uh, He's a slammer. And that'll, I mean, I got all the windows and shit closed. You heard that very clearly, right? I hope so. Good Christ. What if you didn't? What if I just sound like a maniac? (laughs) Holy fuck. Did you guys hear that? I talk about it for five minutes. You're like, we heard, we didn't hear a fucking thing, dude. What the hell? Um, God, this show sucks. Like, I, you know why? Because I don't want to bitch about fucking masks and shit, but that's all I thought about all fucking week. And like, and I'm not emerging out. And look, you're, you're the same person as me. We're Zooming everybody. Our, our, and your kids are on fucking online school and shit. But some people are going out and doing things. And 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 I don't, I don't fucking know what the hell's happening. I don't know what's going forward. I don't know how to believe what to believe. I mean, I know, I mean, I don't believe fucking people are dying and science and shit, but to see people who've, who've never like, they've spent eight months being dicks. And now they're like, Oh man, like the day the fucking Thanksgiving thing came out some fucking Republican. And I don't even give a fuck Republican. Some dude just tweeted out. We'll have more than 10 people at my house for, for, for Thanksgiving. And, uh, the kids will visit with their grandparents and my sister will bring over a pie and the turkey will be overcooked. It'll be just like every normal year. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, except for other people in your neighborhood are fucking dying. You ass fuck. How dare you? Why would you? And then, and then to brag about it, just fucking, what does it cost you to just be like, yeah, you know, let's all be cautious and safe. And then, you know what, if you want to go on the down low and have your fucking party with 80 people or whatever the fuck, go ahead. And I hope half of you die. I'm, I'm like, I'm at that point now. No, I just want it to be contagion. I want bodies in the fucking streets. And I'm going to walk around in Jude Law's fucking space outfit. Because who fucking cares anymore? I don't give a shit about anything. I'd love to go back to listen to year one of this show and think about what I, you know, and, and go, hey, I wonder what's going to happen in 10 years. Well, and in 12 years, the whole planet's going to shut down because of a germ. And people are going to deny it. The fuck is wrong with everybody? How can you talk yourselves out of everything? Everything. I, like I said, I thought 9-11 was going to change the fucking world. Within a month, everybody's bitching about lines at the airport. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Kids get filled full of fucking lead in schools and everybody like goes, eh, you know, they, they turn it into a gun control argument right away so they don't have to face the horror of children's viscera being all over the hallway of a place they're supposed to get educated. People will explain away everything they need to explain away. They will do whatever they have to do to make sure that they can go get their fucking... everything go get what they want all the time do what they want like i i don't want to wear a mask 
Okay, but you know, if you wore a mask in like five months, none of us would have to wear masks. I don't care. I'm not wearing a mask. Okay, you fuckhead. Hey, did you see the 30 kids got shot? Don't take my gun. What do you mean? Don't take your gun. I'm just telling you 30 kids got fucking shot. Would that make you want to maybe not have a gun or be around gun? No, no, fuck that. I need a gun in case the government comes to steal it. But I guess this worked out because in case the government comes to make you wear a mask, now you got a gun to have a shootout on your fucking doorstep. Why is everything so fatalistic? What the fuck? Wear a mask. Who fucking cares? Go to the store, buy broccoli, wear a mask. Because now we're, we're locking shit down again. And now it looks like already, there, I went to the grocery store, like I said, eight days ago when I drove, there were bare shelves again. People buying fucking baby wipes and shit and stocking the fuck up because they're seeing, you know why? Because everybody sees it fucking coming. And rather than go, holy shit, we better wear a mask and make sure this fucking shit straightens out. They just, they go, I better hoard everything because, you know, what the fuck? Because you can't trust anybody else. Isn't that, isn't that the worst fucking part of all this? And I've talked about it before. The fact that, that, that you can't trust people to do the right thing to try to save you or them or their kid or whatever the fuck. I don't know, man. And, and, and the fucking nihilist in me just winds up rooting for mass death. I'm like, all right, man, let's hope, let's hope a bunch of fucking people die. But the problem is the wrong people will die. Like literally a bunch of people that don't wear masks and then the, the Cleveland Indians will die. And I'll be like, oh, wait, hold on a second. Why did they die? Well, there were four people in the stands who had it and the whole team got it and died. What the fuck? And then everybody's going to be like, well, young people don't die. And I don't know if you heard 99.9%. I don't give a fuck about your facts and your bullshit because they're all wrong. They're phony. They're garbage. Don't come in with that nonsense. It, it, it's, again, you, you'll quote 98.6% of people survive. Yes, but 1.4% die. And if you wore a mask, maybe you could stop that. I, and I, dude, how many shows have I done about fucking masks this year? How many shows have I done about politics this year? And I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this shit. Nobody does. But unfortunately, it's what we have. Because I, I talk to people through fucking screens all the goddamn time. The other, the other day, it was like, it was Thursday. I was just like, you know what, man? I want, I would love to, and I've said this before. I would love to go somewhere and have somebody make me steak. And not just that, sit there and talk and have a conversation with a friend or somebody I love and just, and just talk about nothing. I want to go see a movie and have some pie. But instead, I, 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 will, I will be hiding in my apartment again. My brother's invited me for Thanksgiving. I already accepted. And then part of me is just like, do I do that? Do I do, I do that? I want to. But Lenny, you know, Lenny's going on the road and doing stand-up. Who the fuck knows? I, 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 and I'm sure he's being safe. I know his daughters are being safe. My nieces and and, but I don't, I don't even want to just, I don't even want to talk about this shit, man. I don't, I don't ever want to discuss it again. I wish I didn't have to. I don't know what I don't know what fucking year thirteen is going to be. I just don't. You know, I will do my best to not make it just constant fucking bitching about what the fuck is going on in the world. Or, or a play-by-play of the demise of Western civilization. But, I mean, if you look around and that's all we got half the fucking time. Um, but I guess there's optimism. They said there was a vaccine this week. They, they talked about that possibly. And that's going to be here in five months uh, or a few months or a month or a day. <laughs> I don't know anything anymore. I don't, I don't want to know any of this bullshit. When there's medicine calling me. But this, this con and uh, what this show blows this week. I'm not going to lie to you. This is, this is, this is the last day of school. 
This is what you get. I'm just here to clean up my locker, get ready for fucking next year. <laughs> That's it. This is actually senior year too, year 12. Jesus Christ. I get to be a freshman in college next year in a week and a half with you fucking guys. I don't know, man. I just, I, I would love to talk about nonsense. I would love to just fucking rampage. And I could. But this week, again, I, I wound up getting hit in the fucking brain because you see in all these people just fucking getting sick and dying and and, and I see people not caring. I see people just kind of like stamping their feet and just going, oh, man, again. Well, yeah, again, because assholes aren't doing the right fucking thing. And I hate to be the fuck. I don't want to be the arbiter of the right fucking thing. I don't want to be the voice of fucking reason. I'm a comedian. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing somersaults and juggling and shit. Instead, I'm here going, wear a mask. I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally fucking wagging a finger in everybody's fucking face. Yeah, here's my electronic finger. Let me wave it at you and tell you to fucking take a fucking bath or whatever the fuck. Wear a mask. Jesus, fuck. <sighs> I don't know, dudes. And and uh, it has been an unbelievably crazy and frustrating year for all of us, for everybody in real life and for this show. Because this is a storytelling podcast. And how many stories have I had to tell you? Instead, of, I've had to soapbox it half the fucking time. And that's not fun for anybody. It's not fun for me. Not fun for you. And then you get the people who don't agree with me. So then they get really pissed and they'll write me notes where they just fucking bail. And it's like, well, I, it's fine. But, I mean, there's, there's nothing I can do about it. The show has always been what's in my fucking brain. And what's been in my brain this fucking entire year is, is well, I mean, it's, it started out perfect. It started out, like I said, as the year of I will. And, and I was, I lost 60 pounds in two months. And now I've, I've gone the other way. Like I haven't, I look, man, I haven't stood on a scale in, in six weeks or whatever, two months now. And I don't, I don't even want to, I, in my brain, I keep saying December 1st, December 1st. And then you know, I've been writing John. I'm talking about going to the gym and stuff, but I just read again yesterday. They were like gyms and restaurants are the worst places to go. And I'm like, oh, the two, oh, and movie theaters. And I was like, so the places that I love to go, those are the places that are the worst places to go. And, uh, and not going to the gym is, is absolutely hastening my death. Now, look, I could behave better at home. I don't have to eat fucking, uh, noodles and chocolate and all sorts of bullshit. I didn't have to go buy four chocolate oranges when they came out for Christmas. I mean, I understand that, but I've been, I've lived a life of bored eating and I am nothing this year, if not fucking bored when I could get out and run seven days a week and lift three days a week. And I was losing weight and feeling good and fitting into fucking clothes again that I hadn't fit into in four years was feeling great. And now, now I, I, I watch my, I look, I catch myself in the mirror walking by and I laugh. Like I literally, it's not even a joke. I laugh at the damage I have done because I know in my brain, I'm just like, all right, buddy. You know, it's, it's almost like a fucking medical experiment. Like this, somebody should study me at this point to see what the fuck I did losing 60 pounds the first two months and then and then putting on probably like I didn't even want to speculate I can't even guess but it's a goddamn mess <laughs> and and I would love to rededicate myself to making things better in year 13 you know it's the year of this time I really will well that's not fucking true because who knows 
I want it to be. You know, I mean, I have very good intentions, but you know what fucking intentions do. I mean, I, I, I want to take care of myself. I want to be better and feel better. And I want to make this show better. I want to have, I want to renovate some things that need renovation. I want to be, you know, I'd look, we're going back to a Thursday release schedule. Uh, I want to do streams and have a schedule for that online. I want to grow things. I, but I say this every year. And then I step on my dick and, and Mike shows up and Jesus fucking Christ, aren't you? You're, you're, you're all very kind to stay with me through all of these. This is the year I do it. Ba-ba-da-ba. And then I fucking like Sisyphus, I push the fucking boulder up the hill for a year and then it rolls all the way down. And I go, all right, well, this is the year we get the boulder to the top and it stays there. Ba-ba-da-ba. And then I fucking roll the boulder up. You listen, which is cool. Uh, and then the boulder rolls down and you hear me describe that. And I, I, eventually you guys are going to be like, I don't want to hear the boulder roll down anymore. I don't know if, I don't know if just do it. Listen to the show is like, Spending time with me because I'm your friend or you're waiting for a resolution. I mean, I've said many times before, it's more of a book than a movie. Like, I can't see any real definitive end to this. It's just it's just the fucking verbal record of a life. And a life that takes punches and a, and a life that fucking has has soaring highs and and grave scraping lows but a life nonetheless and a life I'd love to get back to living instead of hiding in a fucking apartment from a world that could wind up ending this show prematurely a world that could wind up fulfilling a prophecy I've thought since I was 11 years old. Yeah, I, I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to be dead at 54, you know, 53 now be 54 in seven, eight months or no, nine months. And then, then I'll have a whole year. So I, I've, you know what? I got 21 months. I got 21 months to get to 55 and make sure that I didn't fucking jinx myself when I was 11. And I, I have to live a life accordingly. And, and maybe, you know what? Maybe this is the world's way of saving me from myself by locking me in my apartment. Uh, and making sure I wasn't out there, but that's bullshit because now I'm in here just killing myself inside the house and, uh, and eating, eating ham, (laughs) ham and waffles and chocolate and toast and, and ravioli and rice and noodles and holy Jesus fucking, I mean, it's awesome. Don't ever let me tell you that it's not fucking great. God knows I love eating fucking Hershey bars and, and chocolate covered fruit and every other goddamn vice I've allowed myself. It could be worse. I guess I could be drinking myself to fucking death. You know, my liver could be the size of a fucking tricycle by now if I was pounding down as much booze as I do chocolate. So I guess I'll just settle for diabetes. Is that it? Look, man, uh, ask not what you can do for your toes. Ask what your toes can do for your country. And if I have to cut them off in service of making you laugh on this fucking show, I guess I'll have to. Look, we all knew when this show started, eventually I was going to lose a foot. 
We didn't know how or when. We wasn't. We weren't sure exactly how. What was it going to be? In an accident? Some sort of thresher accident? Was I going to get caught in a bear trap? Or was I eventually just going to eat so many ridiculous fucking pieces of candy that they would have to come in with an axe and lop? I don't even. That's the thing is I don't have insurance, so it's not like a guy with a scalpel can go. Hey, we're going to cut your foot off. No, man, I got to go find like a haunted woodsman. I've got to go tempt fate in a dark fucking patch of forest and hope a dude comes out, swings at me and misses and just takes my foot and I can hobble the fuck out away from him. That's what it's life when you like when you don't have any goddamn insurance. You have to go t- you have to go tempt a haunted woodsman into doing your surgeries on the fucking fly. Man. Ah, oh, dudes. I don't know. I I don't fucking know. I I want I, I look, I want it to be different and better. I want the world to be different and better. I want to grab the reins on what I'm doing, but I can't promise you anything. You know, last year I said it'll be the year of I will, and it was for two fucking months. And then I threw in the towel. I could have fucking stayed. I could have stayed the course. I could have gone and run outside. I could have done anything. And then I didn't. I didn't. I uh, I allowed my baser instincts to to grab me, and I indulged myself and have for the past nine months and I gotta, I gotta hear the fucking door again and I gotta stop and I, I won't assure you that I will. I can't because I, I, because then you say that and you step on your cock in front of everybody and they're like, ah, oh, well, we knew this was coming and you don't want to be that dude who opens yourself up to fucking finger wags and ridicule. So I, 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 I have great hopes for whatever's going to come. Conversely, I also have zero hope or expectations for what's to come. And uh, maybe it's as simple as this. I don't, I don't blame the world. I can't blame people for not doing the things they're supposed to do to try to help other people and keep them alive because they're just fucking dumb and selfish. And... I'm also dumb and selfish for indulging myself and eating and letting myself backslide and then talking to you about it like it's a fucking joke when it's really a tragedy. It is. I recognize that. I've made so much progress over so many years and then backslide and then scramble to gain back that progress and backslide and I've never given it a full chance. And, and you know, when I was at my best, was was it was very complicated. I was at my best physically and I made decisions that were good for me and for the health of me because I had an optimistic outlook and I thought my life had turned around and changed and it was going to be better and different going forward from that moment on. Uh, and then I got hit with a fucking emotional sledgehammer because I I invested myself in, in something that might have been a bit of a sandcastle and the tide kept coming in. But that's one of the reasons why it's so hard for me to separate myself from that time period is because that's when I felt I was at my physical best. And that's when I was at my most optimistic. I I thought I had made the decision to turn things around and I had a partner in crime who was going to help me do that because I dedicated myself to doing it for that person rather than for me. And that's always been the issue. I've, I've mentioned it on here many times before I talked about it with Shannon when I was seeing Shannon. I don't give a fuck about me. What I do is I try to change for other people because I want the attaboys. I want people to be uh, happy that they 
backed me or, you know, you guys, I want you to never feel like, oh man, Mike's a fucking jerk. We should have fucking realized that early on. That's not the case. I want you to, I want you to be proud of me. I want somebody to be proud of me because I'm, I'm not proud of me. The times where I've done great things and made great strides, I've been very proud of me, but it still didn't mean as much to me as it did when people would tell me they were proud of me or when someone I was with would, would look me in the eyes and I could see my best self reflected in them. So I can't make any promises. I don't know what this year is going to bring for me, for the world, for you. You know, I, I, I can only hope that uh, somehow people realize that it's imperative that you think of others. I hope selfishness subsides and people realize that the decision, the decisions and choices they make in their own lives exponentially affect how many other fucking people, every, every person you see, every person you meet, every person you've ever seen or known is an individual butterfly effect. And that's never been more true than it is right now. You don't wear a mask here. You get one person sick, two aisles over. They get their grandma sick and their grandma dies. And when their grandma's in the hospital, they get a fucking intern sick and he goes home and his baby gets sick. And then the wife gets sick and then she gets her mom sick. I mean, it's, it's all of us now have the potential to affect so many different lives that we need to realize that and do what we can to make our behaviors as public friendly as person friendly, as human friendly as we possibly can. I don't know what any of this means going forward. I can't, I I don't know what the world is going to be. Is there a vaccine? Is there not? Does it mutate? Do we get a different virus? Will there be a different germ? Will there be a civil war in the streets? Will people start storming vaccine centers? Will it, will this turn into the movie we've all imagined it could be? I don't know. I hope not. But I do know that next week is the interlude. And I do know that the week after that is, is, is episode one of year 13 of what is turning into the strangest life I have ever lived. And I can only hope you will all join me to see how all of this turns out. You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm at Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok at Mike40YOB. Now, I did make a promise that I would do a TikTok video this week. Guess what? I didn't do. Oh, my God. Are you surprised? No. Um, that's something that these, uh, these next couple weeks are going to be used for is, is the planning and scheduling and you don't care. Words mean nothing to you people actions will. So stick with me and give me a chance to make these actions happen. I hope you will. Uh, so find me at Instagram, Snapchat and TikTok at Mike four zero Y O B. 
And, uh, you know, our great, our friend Ryan Dirks is our web person. He's handled the web stuff for a very long time. Find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. KC helps us with the YouTube stuff. He's, he's the best that I want to thank him here. And of course, David Hernandez is our good friend, our consigliere. He's, uh, all things to all people. David Mex Hernandez. You can find him at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and be his friend there. If you're there, look for his closed group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Uh, that's also evolving. I don't know what that's about to become because the world is changing and I don't know what he wants the group to be, but hopefully you'll join him on there and you guys will have fun together at this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. Follow his group. Facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. He does all the artwork for this show. You can see it there in his uh, in his artwork. If you become his friend, you'll see it in his photos. He's got the artwork for this show, artwork he's done for the closed group. He's done amazing things. And he's a podcast host now. Yes, he is. He hasn't just been featured on this podcast. No, 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 no. He's got his own podcast now called The Flem Cat Podcast. The Flem Cat Podcast available now in the Apple Podcast space, wherever you get your finer podcasts, here, there, and everywhere. Uh, new episode came out this week. I, I will tell you this. He doesn't want you to look at him, but look at him. Uh, he's been left out of LOL and he's gone to SBL. That'll make sense to you when you listen. He has been left out of LOL. And now he's ventured over to SBL. He's trying to be suave. You can hear that on the podcast. He's always trying to be suave over there. Uh, I will say this. He mentioned colored maps. I'm not sure that's the preferred nomenclature these days. I, I It seemed... Uh, I flinched a little. He said colored maps. I'm like, I don't I don't think that's what we're calling them anymore. But good for you, David, if that's how you want to do it. Uh, he, he, he mentioned Iron Curtain leftover torture techniques. You'll hear about those. You'll hear some badass songs. Um, I can tell you the man hates shoddy meme work. You'll hear that. Max reveals a secret on the show that even I did not know. When you tune, And I've known the man 40 years. Uh, you'll hear the ballad of Malcolm and Mex. You'll find out that Mex scares farmers. There's shoe mysteries. All sorts of amazing things are in this week's Flemcat podcast. The Flemcat podcast available now in the Apple iTunes podcast space extravaganza. Go find it wherever you find your best podcast. Listen to David and his songs and his cool stuff, and you'll be happy. And so will he. Why not, man? Leave a review. Write him a note. Uh, it's David Mex 24 at gmail.com write him a note tell him what you think of the show how much you love it how much you love him how much you love me tell him how much you love me i think he's really excited to get those letters uh and that's that oh and also like i said you want to hire him it's it's the holiday season you can hire the man to do artwork for you like i said you go look at the artwork he's done on facebook.com slash david mex hernandez the artwork he's done for the Westside 86 jokers page the way the article uh, i'm sorry the artwork he's done for my page and uh if you think to yourself, well, this is the kind of work I want to have in my house or something different like oils or watercolors, whatever the fuck you want, he can do it. He's the man. All you need to do is reach out to him and hire him to do this kind of thing. So go ahead and find him. Uh, like I said, facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. But you can also go to his website. And if you go to his website, you'll see an even different kind of artwork that the man has done. Uh, incredibly talented, uh, unbelievably prolific and just waiting for you to visit his website and find out exactly the stuff that he's done in the past. So what you want to do is go visit artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. to hear 
You know, I should also mention that uh, I think things are going to stay stupid. I, I think everything is going to, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say things get even stupider. How about that? Don't you think it'll be great when things get even stupider? Uh, I'm so excited. And look, let's just share it. Let's share it together. Let's build a moon colony. Can we do that? Can we somehow, can we trick Elon Musk before he dies of the germ into building us like a, a, a fucking Schmidt rocket? And we'll just, we'll go. And I look, I don't mind even thinking about Wyoming or something like that. Cause I, if we built like a fucking cool ass, like compound and like with a big wood house. And I mean, like, doesn't have to be a sex cult. Like those idiots on HBO. It could be just a regular cult. Let's just be friends. who all live together in a compound before, like, you know, I'm walking dead when they discovered the fucking where the governor lived. I just, I'll be the governor, but I won't be like sexually mean to anybody or just mean period. <laughs> Why would I be, why would I vow to not be sexually mean? Um, wouldn't that be fun to just like all hang together and like watch movies and then laugh and then, and then, and read stories together and fucking joke around and plant a vegetable garden. I'd look, this sounds awful. No, the more I talk about it, it sounds awful clearly, but also it's, it kind of sounds 
it was funny. There was this meme going around and it had five houses. It was like, which house would you choose? And then, you know, giant mansions and whatever. And then there was, I, there were two that I really liked. One of them was in, was uh, a rich, per, clearly a rich person's house, but like with all open, like windows, big window space and a pool. And I was like, see that that's got to be in a warm climate. But then the other house was this one that looked like it was made of fucking oak and mahogany and it was on a, a riverbed. And the only reason I wouldn't want that is because global warming is going to consume it in five years, right? We all know the heat that the universe is coming and the seas will boil and rise. Well, I don't know if I'm going to live on the fucking cusp of the goddamn lake when that happens. So a pool is just fine for me. And also put me up in the mountain so I can stare down at everybody as they get consumed by waves. Uh, although I guess if there's an earthquake, I'll be the first guy shaking off like a bad case of fucking fleas right down to the old ground. But who cares? I'm willing to do it. I don't know what I want, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I, I'm happy to be dug in tick style here at the old apartment, but at the same time, I would, uh, what did I see? Oh, you know what? I was watching Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Daniel Craig is like living in this cabin because he's, he's researching a project, but then he goes to rent a car, and it was a really nice car. Like, I think it was a Lexus or something, and it just, it looked so sleek, and it drove so smooth, and, and like, my car's fine. I got, a, I got a Toyota Camry with a great fucking stereo in it. And I don't drive it anyway. I drive it once every eight days now because the world's ending. But I had to admit, I got that weird capitalistic envy in me where I'm like, oh, that's a nice car. Like I'd like, I'd really like that car. Um, Cause there's something about the sound of sturdy doors solidly closing, you know, and, and when you turn the heat on or, or when the music's playing or, or the, the bings and bongs of seatbelts or, or, or defrosters, I, I, You know, there, there's there's enough of you inside of you to go, you know what, man, I think I want to go just live on a fucking farm forever and not stare anybody in the face ever again. But then you see a badass car or you see somebody eating like fucking an awesome meal at a fancy restaurant. Like part of me would like I would love to live when I watched what did we watch the other day? Oh, French Connection. And then the fucking New York looked completely filthy. But I would love to live in a city like there's part of me that wants to live in a city like Wrigleyville. I think of when I went to the Cubs games and you're just in that area of brownstones and a neighborhood and, and it's man, I, this could just be, I'm sad that life is going away and now I'm pining for all the things I should have done or done differently. That's a possibility. I never lived in a city. I, I, I never tried hard enough to buy like a super fancy car to get a big house or, or, any of that stuff, you know, I, I settled forever and now at 53, maybe you find yourself going, yeah, you know, it would have been cool to do those things and have those things. And you can pretend you don't need them because you don't really need them. Nobody needs them. I mean, fuck, as long as you've got air, food and water and shelter, you're okay. But there are levels to this game and you can find yourself going, I wish I would have had this shelter. I mean, I'm going to have the kind of air that I'm always going to have, although I guess that's getting killed, too. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I, I just I find myself. Wistfully wondering what's to come. And regretfully missing what's in the past. And. I don't know what what to make of any of this, but it happens more often than not now. I've always said when it's dark and quiet, those memories start to creep in or those thoughts start to steal you away and, and you don't know what to do or think. And I find myself there now, but, but I also think, like I said, things will get a little stupider and I'd, I'd like to hide from that. Um, who knows? Who fucking knows? Hey, we got sponsors. Although I don't know if we will after this bullshit. Uh, our great friend, fearful Jesuit 
is is a sponsor of this show. He is the uh, host. Hold on. Of the Paranoid Strain podcast. The Paranoid Strain podcast available right now in the Apple podcast space, wherever you can find your finer podcasts. Go download it and find it. Now there is a new episode, uh, new as of last week. I didn't listen last week because I didn't want to hear it because it would have influenced my election show. And then he wrote me and he's like, it wouldn't have influenced your election show. And, I, and then I listened to it and I was like, no, it clearly would have influenced my election show. Um, I knew what I was going to say and how I think. But at the same time, it's just, you know, you can't let any sort of outside thought that would be in because, he, he, you know, he's of the of the mind that I'm I am to a certain extent. Uh, so just to hear somebody else over the course of an hour. Uh, talking about the same topic I was going to talk about would have would have unduly influenced me whether, um, you know, I mean, I'm not saying it would have made me say the things he said, but since we're both saying the same things differently, I still would have felt bad. So whatever the fuck I listen now, thankfully. So it was like a little present for myself. I saved for myself after the uh, nothing's over yet. But I mean, after everything ended, uh, he brings you an election day. Quick, 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 hit, quick, 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 hit, hit, hit. Uh, I will tell you this, this was shocking to me. He endorses president Trump, uh, which makes sense. Uh, good for business, certainly for his show. Um, it opens with a flowery speech. You get it about one, one sixth score. And five months ago he promised, and then he gives you a long speech about what he promised. And it turns out he was lying because the thing he promised not to do, he does right on this goddamn show, man. Uh, he recaps all of Trump's conspiracy theories. We get into Muslims and nine 11. Uh, we find out about Bill Clinton asking Trump to get in to boost Hillary and fuck Jeb, uh, as if that was a possibility. I look, I don't know. Again, it was one of those shows where I'm like, is this true? Is this not true? What is true? What isn't true? So it's been, it's a show that's very much reflective of the last four years that we've had in this country. Um, he said coming up, he, he teased this too. He's got an interview with an actual former Q guy, like a, a QAnon guy for his show. Um, and it got me to thinking, could uh, could that be Trump? Maybe it's Trump. If he's going to talk to a former QAnon guy, uh, then, then maybe Trump is the guy to get on the interview, possibly. Um, he mentions the oh, come on moment of, uh, of, of Trump's campaign. Uh, you get the Hillary long-term illness rumor conspiracy theory. Uh, Dana's Trump impression is all over this. Dana Unicorn has her, uh, I, uh, and you can hear she practically spits it out. Like she just, she's Jesuit's a cruel, cruel master. He makes her do this voice, uh, and, and made her say nice things about Hitler a couple of weeks ago. And you can see that she's just kind of straining against the fucking, uh, the, the, the ties that he's imposed upon her. Uh, we get a lightning round. Uh, which, which turns into a little longer than it should. And then we get more lightning. Thankfully you hear about the left's obsession with Russia, her emails, the inauguration crowd. Uh, you find out the Jesuit hates canned asparagus. I don't know if that's a conspiracy or not, but you definitely find out about it, which is good. Um, there's a clip he plays from inside edition. This makes me laugh. He plays a clip from inside edition about, uh, Trump. And, uh, that, that alone tells you what's wrong with this country. The very fact that Inside Edition is doing political news. Didn't didn't they used to talk about like Whitney Houston's press junkets and shit like that? And now Inside Edition is doing political fucking stories. Get the fuck out of here, man. Take your Deborah Norville fucking walking. 
he he delves into Joe Scarborough and windmills and Epstein and Ukraine and Obamagate and I can't even cover him. I mean, there's so you got to listen because he goes and he takes them all apart. And uh, and and I I will say this, I had I had told him because he was like, hey man, I know you said you hate the sound of his voice, but um, you know we're gonna do this election special, and when you listen to it, it's gonna be this and that and um. I listened to the show and it's, it's a met look. He does a terrific job laying out his case, reviewing all of the fuckery that's gone on the past four years. But, uh, in truth for me, I will say this, uh, it's a great show done. Well, Dana and Jesuit are at the peak of their powers, but, um, man, am I sick of hearing of the last four years? I am, I am sick of hearing, of conspiracies. I am sick of Q. I am sick of, of fucking fuck neck. Uh, even, even as Jesuit takes it apart and holds it up to ridicule and well-deserved ridicule, I find myself still flinching at, at, at a lot of it because I can't believe it happened. Um, especially when you listen to this show and you hear it piled upon itself, like cordwood, you stack it up and you just go, Oh my God, Look at all of this stupid that fucking happened from the campaign all the way through the the defeat. It's just relentlessly stupid and it's worn away at whatever the bedrock was of this country. And now everything is on shaky fucking ground. Not that it wasn't before, but Jesus fucking Christ, when when truth itself is consistently second and third and fourth guessed by by fucking fanatics. This whole place is on fire and he does a good job of pointing it out on this particular episode. Go get it now. The paranoid strain podcast in the iTunes store. Go ahead and subscribe, download, listen to all of them. Again, this was a quick hit. He'll get back to the, uh, the longer piece that he's been doing, uh, uh, in a couple weeks or in a week, whatever he's doing it. But, uh, but this is an election quick hit and granted the election's over, but if you ever want to just go marinate in the stupid that we've been going through, then this is your show by all means. Listen, because they both, they both do a fantastic job of taking it apart. So go ahead and listen to the paranoid strain podcast available right now in the iTunes store. Go ahead and download it today. Subscribe, listen to all of them and, uh, and write fearful Jesuit a note, the paranoid strain at gmail.com, the paranoid strain at gmail.com. You can write them a note and tell them how much you love the show, how much you love hearing about it from me. How much, uh, is that doggy in the window? You can write them and say all of these things. Why wouldn't you do it? The paranoid strain at gmail.com. Write them a note. The paranoid strain available now where podcasts are downloaded today and listen tonight or download it tonight and listen tomorrow or download it immediately and listen immediately. I don't know how you do these things, but I'm going to instruct you that all of those are preferred if not mandatory. Uh, did you know I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op Podcast? I am. Podcasting Network, Co-op, whatever the fuck you want to call it. My friends from Never Not Funny, uh, Jimmy and uh, Matt, Doug Loves Movies, our friend Doug Benson, Todd Glass Show with our friend Todd, uh, the No Fun Show with Jen Kirkman, our, our friend Jen. All of these people are incredibly funny, incredibly talented, and doing fine podcasting work that you should pay attention to right now. Go subscribe to Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, The Todd Glass Show, and No Fun with Jen Kirkman. Uh, and support the Misfit Toys Co-op that right now, I don't even know. I kind of, you know, I'm still in the dark about it. I think ads are playing, which is cool. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I expected, uh, but I know I'm happy to be a part of it and honored that they would include me. And uh, and it's only going to get better in year 13 of this podcast. So please 
Go ahead and support all the other shows so the co-op continues to rumble into the future. For Never Not Funny, Doug Loves Movies, Todd Glass Show, and No Fun with Jen Kirkman, donate to those right now. Or donate. Don't donate. That's coming up. You can donate to me. How? By hiring me for Cameo. That's right. Look, the holidays are here. And, uh, and oftentimes you've got to make a phone call that's uncomfortable to an uncle to ask for the money that he owes you so you don't have to yell at him over Thanksgiving table about it. Uh, maybe you've got to call a cousin and tell him that you don't like his racism. Whatever you've got on your plate. Maybe you've got to call a second cousin and say, you know what? I bumped my first cousin. You're moving up a slot. That's good news. I'm happy to bring that too. Good news, bad news, good times, bad times. You know, I've had my share. Uh, and I'm happy to call anybody <laughs> and tell them about it. That made me laugh. Um, so whatever you need me to do, man, I can do it. Cameo, go to bookcameo.com or download the Cameo app to your phone and hire me for some sort of holiday nonsense. Uh, and, and look, if you want me to go ahead and, and talk to your friend who loves college football and explain to them why teenagers are going to die if they continue with the fucking season, I can do that. If you want me to taunt a fan of a football team whose other uh, entire bench has COVID, if you want me to talk to somebody who has an NBA uh, fandom and you want to laugh at them because they're going to try to start a season in three weeks with people falling fucking dead, that's fine. Uh, I don't know what we're doing here with college football and all this bullshit, but it's happening. Uh, and I'm happy to go ahead and yell at an Alabama fan. If you want me to yell at a fan of the Utah Utes and laugh at them because they haven't even started their season yet, but they still think they're going to play games this year. Uh, by all means, it, it just, just let me do it. Hire me at bookcameo.com or the cameo app that you can get on your phone. And, uh, like I said, I'm happy to tell people Merry Christmas. I'm happy to say happy holidays. I'm happy to say happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. Merry Thanksgiving, whatever you need me to spit in somebody's face, I can do it, goddammit, and I'm just the guy to do it. So find me a cameo and hire me to tell uh, all of your, your, tell me your your sister that she, uh, no, she doesn't really look like you. But then that would be insulting yourself, wouldn't it? You don't want to insult yourself. You know what? Do me a favor. Book me for a cameo to call you up and apologize for that last remark. Why not? I need 20 bucks. It's the holidays. Uh, 15 bucks after, after cameo takes their fucking cut. I think this, this made me laugh. <laughs> I got a note from cameo and they're like, Hey, why don't you make it easier for people to book you by offering holiday specials? And, Oh, you can go ahead and cut the money in, in half. And I'm like, I, I no. I mean, I'm already charging 15 bucks, which is nothing or 20 bucks. And you're taking five off that. So I'm going to like, they, they wanted me to package like several cameos into one price. I don't fucking know. I, I mean, I'm sure cameos doing fine. They don't need me to cut my prices. And I know I'm not, am I getting booked a ton? No, because again, who wants to book a fucking nobody, but please book me. That'd be great if you do. But if you don't, that's totally fine too. But I'm not going to be like discount me. I'm already discount me by offering phone calls for cash cameo. What the fuck do you think you're doing? I love that. They're like, Hey, why don't you slash your prices and get more people to book you? Hey, look, it's embarrassing enough being on this goddamn app. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing enough calling somebody's cousin with hat in hand and going, Hey man, I needed 15 bucks. So you're a cock like that's fucking happy to do it. But, but it's not exactly what I envisioned for myself when I got into whatever the fuck you want to call this show business, whatever. Nobody in their right mind thought, oh my Christ, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start being a stand-up comedian so then I can start emceeing shows and I can congratulate bachelorette parties and wish people happy birthday in front of a room full of strangers. Won't that be fun? And then I'll eventually work my way up the ladder 
to where I can individually wish people happy birthday and congratulate bachelorette parties via a phone message. Oh my God, there's, that's the pinnacle of the business right there. Jesus Christ. Cut my prices to trick people into hiring me for the holidays. That's just, again, you're not getting discount me. Yeah, I'm already discount me. Just me in real life is fucking discount me. You don't need to fucking hire discount me. But hire me. I'm at cameo.com, bookcameo.com, or, or, or download a Cameo app to your phone and uh, and hire me to do something. You want me to cook gravy for you? I'll make a video of me making gravy. We'll talk stuffing. Let's talk chow. I want to talk some fucking Thanksgiving chow with you people. Book me. Uh, you know, I may have mentioned that if you're going to donate to the show, if you're going to support the show financially, this is the time to do it. This is a very good time uh, because, you know, everything's gone to hell. So, uh, I mean, I've driven my car once in eight days. You see what's you see what's happened. So you can actually become a patron at Patreon. Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? Uh, why don't you, uh, become my patron at patreon.com? Uh, as I've mentioned, year 13 is going to be bringing some changes. I hope I plan. I think I want, don't trust my words. Trust my actions. Actions are coming. They're in the pipeline. Uh, but if you become a patron at Patreon, you're supporting this podcast. Most of all, this is the base of the pyramid. This is, this is what everybody, uh, this is my calling card. This is my cudgel. This is my, my bulldozer. This is my blackjack. This is the sap I'll hit you with in the night. Uh, and then I'll feed you a bunch of other garbage. But still, patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB is there. You can support it financially, supporting me financially, supporting this show financially, just by thinking me and including me in your Patreon list. Become a patron of this show. Why not? Why wouldn't you? I think you'd love it. Uh, certainly more than a phone call from me, right? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you want a phone call. Well, you know what? Do me a favor. Become a patron of Patreon and uh, and then book me for a cameo to call you up and thank you. Wouldn't that be awesome? I think it would. Uh, if you don't want to be a patron at Patreon, but you'd like to give a one-time gift, you can do that. Uh, you can go to PayPal or uh, do this. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. In the upper right-hand corner of virtually every page, you're going to find a little Schmitty with his pocket out. And uh, it says donate. You click on that. You can make a one-time PayPal donation. You can make a recurring PayPal donation. Whatever you think is acceptable, man. I will love it. Think of me. When you think of garbage, think of Akeem. When you think of PayPal, think of me. Uh, and supporting the show and keeping me afloat. That would be fantastic. So patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Uh, my PayPal is MikeSchmidtComedy.com. In the upper right-hand corner, click on a little Schmitty, and, uh, and then you can donate a one-time deal, a monthly thing, whatever you want to do, whatever you think your pocketbook can handle as you crack it open and, and, uh, uh, and stare inside at the kind of money you can spare for a guy like me during the holidays. Why not, man? It's there. I'm here. Click it and stick it yeah no pick it uh uh i've mentioned the paranoid strain uh did i I ever tell you this did i tell you that i got channels oh man have i got channels i not only do i do this podcast which is just me verbally in your ears i'm in your ipod vagina right now and it's fun you like having me there uh but do you ever want to look at me talking while i'm talking sure you like me talking but wouldn't you like to see my mouth moving (laughs) would you i don't know 
Um, I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. I mentioned Casey's our, our buddy who's helping us out with that. All of the podcasts are up there. Now, will there be other things coming up? As I've mentioned, we've got plans for year 13. Uh, I actually bought something that should help me with YouTube stuff. Oh my God, dude, don't even ask. Um, <laughs> we'll see. So, uh, so yeah, more activity on Patreon, more on t- activity on YouTube. Uh, as I've said many, 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 many times before, uh, this is my job. Time to time to do a real good job rather than just go, hey, this is my job. I hope you'll come along and support me on all of these efforts. Uh, YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy exists. Go ahead and check that out. Why wouldn't you, friend? Uh, all the old podcasts are up there. There's a couple of, of, of other clips that you might want to see or might not, but still, it's there. Uh, and then I have another channel. This is actually really important. Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy that exists. Uh, I'm usually streaming four times a week, but I'm going to bump up the schedule a little bit. I'm going to start working. Uh, uh, I've started thinking about possibly doing a nighttime stream for people overseas. I don't know. I don't have enough of a crowd yet, but, um, I have grandiose ideas. I would like to try to lure in a whole new audience. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. But uh, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm there four times a week, at least playing games, uh, sometimes doing just chatting. Yesterday, we did Trailer Park. We looked at a bunch of Friday the 13th trailers. That was totally fun. Uh, and then we comment on them, and then we have fun, and I eat some chips, and I'll do weird taste tests, and uh, and play. I'm playing a Spooktown game right now. Also, we play puzzles. Uh, I'm excited for um, possibly the new Assassin's Creed, whatever. I'm, I'm going to find games to play that are fun and, and learn a whole lot more to try to make it a better experience for any and all people who want to join me on there. So why wouldn't you do it? Go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, go ahead and join up and uh, follow or subscribe to the channel. And also I will remind you December 18th, Friday, December 18th on twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, the annual 40 year old boy Christmas party will be there and excited. Uh, if you want to send me things, you can, you have to write me and I will send you a P.O. box that I can give you. Or uh, if it's something that, uh, you know, you don't feel safe leaving at a fucking post office, I can give you a home address. Although, you know, I I, I look, I don't mind that you're not going to come kill me. And if you do, fuck, it's good copy. So write me if you need the P.O. box, that would be good. Um, but if, if it's something else like that's perishable or anything like that and you want to send it right to the house, go ahead or the apartment, whatever the fuck you contact me. And then we can, we'll talk about it and I, I will probably give you my address. Who am I fucking kidding? Um, but that's twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, December 18th, Friday, December 18th. I will be doing a Christmas party with, uh, with Christmas cookies and hot chocolate and, uh, opening gifts and seeing you people and talking and saying hi and having fun. And, uh, and I hope you participate again. You don't need to send me anything. Nobody needs to send me anything. Although, you know, if you don't, if nobody sends me anything, I'll tell you what, the show gets infinitely shorter, which is fine. But if I'm not open and stuff, there's no reason to just sit there and be like, hey, Merry Christmas. Oh, ho, ho. Uh, and keep saying that over and over. Although I do try to be as interesting as I possibly can, but who knows if I'll be able to pull it off. YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Twitch.tv. Uh, again, remember, December 18th, Friday, the annual 40 year old boy Twitch Christmas party. I hope you'll join us for that. And, uh, and, and we'll eat, we'll have fun Christmas stuff. We'll go from couch to kitchen, to desk, to shower, to bed, which was the theme of this fucking year, couch to kitchen, to desk, to shower, to bed. Remember when I went to the gym Remember when I'd be on the treadmill, remember when I was lifting weights, wasn't that fun when I had jawline definition and cheekbones, you could see, and I had shirts that fit. 
But instead, now we go to couch to kitchen to desk to shower to bed. Couch to kitchen to desk to shower to bed. But I have found some good-ass food. I found some bomb-ass food, man. Maybe we'll do that on Twitch. Let's just eat weird food. Dude, you know what I discovered this year, courtesy of listener Kiki? Uh, This stuff called Chili Crisp. I might have talked about it on the show before. There's a reason I bring it up now. Uh, It's called Lao Gon Ma, Lao Gon Ma Chili Crisp. And it's just... It's just chili oil with chili peppers and fermented, like, crunchy soybeans. Oh, my dudes, dudes, it is it is fucking delicious. You put it on rice and you eat the fuck out of it. And it's very citrusy bright. It's not like super hot, like burning. It's just citrusy bright, warm, hot. And it's it's really delicious. So now, you know me, I'm a sauce guy. I've told you I've become a sauce guy. So uh, do you know who Questlove is? Questlove, the leader of the Roots the drummer of the roots and a very famous gentleman and a wonderful user of social media. I could learn a lot from him, but he, uh, he put out, uh, he, he wrote, I don't know, a month ago, some product. He was like, this ish is, is the bomb or whatever the fuck. He might not have said that, but he he said this ish. Why didn't I know about it before? Uh, and he was talking about something called Holy Sheely. Okay. And I'm like, all right. And it just looks like chili oil. He's like, yeah, this is, this is the, he's like, I eat it on popcorn. I eat it because Kiki told me she eats her fucking chili crisp on popcorn. Some people eat it on ice cream. It's just, you can put it on fucking everything. Right. So I saw this holy sheely and I was like, Hmm, I wonder, I wonder where that's going to be like, all right, I'll give it a day in court. So I ordered it. Uh, it's chili oil with everything bagel seasonings inside of it, but it's not like, su- again, it's not super hot. It's just. It's savory as fuck and it enhances everything. You could, you could, I mean, you, you could eat a fucking shoe if you dunked it in this stuff. It is, I can't stop eating it. You know what I do? Like I'll make a sandwich, like a fucking ham sandwich and I'll drizzle the chili oil with the crunchies on the fucking sandwich with fucking mayo and pickles and cheese. I I eat it on rice. I eat it on Chinese food. I eat it on ravioli. I made fucking frozen ravioli. I made a bag of ravioli and I fucking just, instead of like red sauce, I tossed it in chili oil. And it was unbelievable. You got to get it. Dudes, you know what? Let's just fucking do that. Let's turn this show into a goddamn food festival for year 13. If I'm just going to die, let's just die the right way. Every week I'll eat something fucking weird. I'll eat a lot of it. I'll fucking even chew on the air. Let's just go fucking full on. Let's steer into the skin and be disgusting as we possibly can. I'll make some kind of weird ass gravy. I'll make fucking meat every week. I'll eat a meal on the air and describe it to you. Because what the fuck else am I going to do? The fucking planet's dying. Nobody knows what the fuck's happening with germs and shit. So I might as well just go ahead and make myself...
Jolly Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.